and that's the thing. Oh, the process, the process. I'm a big process guy myself, but process doesn't guarantee you jack shit in the playoffs. Are you a big process guy? You would define yourself as a process guy? I think he is. I've heard him say Are that. you saying, like, as far as your hockey teams, you like to be a process Just guy? in or general, like, in I life, think, you're a process I think guy? It, I think he means a job. I'm sorry. I don't mean to answer. No, me. I'll answer for myself. Thank you very much. I think if you repeat good things over and over and over again, eventually it's going to stack upon itself. So that's the process. That would be a process. But you're a fan of. That's a process. It's not the process. It's a general process. So there's multiple processes? So we don't have to necessarily trust this process anymore for the Penguins or in life in general. As many good podcasts and radio shows as we've put out there, there have been clunkers. But our idea, the way that we go about things, being weird, being different. That's the process. That's, that's our the process. process. Or the, okay, the process. I can already feel, though, that my process is going to be good tonight. I'm going to get dragged down by shirtless Tom. Well, I mean, like, there's a whole process here going on. Does that mean there's, yeah. like, three different processes going on? Like, you got a process, I got a process, and Tom's That's, got a His process? words are confusing because he keeps saying a process, the process, But there's a lot of processes, processes Too right? many processes. Like, you can't just have one process. I guess, I don't think there is just one process. That's what I'm trying to get at. So I don't know if we need to trust this one anymore. I don't think we can. De- we definitely can't trust We can't trust this one anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this process is done. Book is closed on this process. You found the Crowley Show podcast where your mom listens and you should too. Check me out on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Get after Brian at FBomber73. Hit up Shirtless Tom at Madden Producer. And please tell your kids, tell your wife, we're doing podcasting up in here. We are recording this. Immediately after the Penguins dropped their series to the New York Islanders, 4-2, they lost on the island. Tristan Jari did not put a good effort onto the ice. And the Penguins, while the process was good, well, they fell victim to the goaltending. The Penguins lose this series because of number 35. I'm never blamed the goalie guy. Because I think it's too easy. I think a lot of people devoid of actual hockey knowledge always blame the guy who's closest to the puck when it goes over the line. And that has been true in Pittsburgh for a long time. Marc-Andre Fleury, there were moments where he was very bad as the goaltender for the Pittsburgh Penguins in the playoffs. There were also moments where he wasn't and got blamed anyway. Matt Murray would get blamed at times, even when it wasn't his fault. We love to blame goalies because we don't understand the game. I'm using the general we here. I'm the crowd man. I understand the game. And I'm here to tell you that this series was lost because of 3-5. The goalie who must not be named. I don't want to say his name again on the rest of the podcast. I don't ever want to read his name again. I don't even want to think about Voldemort the goalie again for my entire life. And this just in, he ain't going to be on the roster next year. Ron Hextall, former goalie, Brian Burke, won a Stanley Cup, knowing that goalies are important. Goalie who must not be named ain't going to be back next year. There's not a single person in the dressing room, despite what they may say, that believes in that guy. And you can't bring him back for that reason. There's a lot of good goalies that are going to be out on the free agent market. We'll get to that in future podcasts. Now is not the time, but 3-5 ain't going to be here in 2022. You can bet that. Game number one, the Penguins lose in overtime. All four goals stoppable. Even the one in OT, John Marino gets worked. Still, instead of standing up, that goalie, down on his knees, and there's daylight above his shoulder. In overtime, game number five, that goalie says, you know what, both teams have been working really hard for 80 minutes here. Let's just let's just end this thing right now. Here, take the puck. And if that's not good enough, you're still 25 feet away. I'm in a flail and poke check for it anyhow. My voice, by the way, is totally gone. Oh, it went so hard there. It's way gone. Flail! 
So I'm going to do some Peter Brady stuff. There's a reference for all you folks over the course of this podcast. So he helps lose game five. He's the reason they lose game one. And Dave Molinari, who is a hockey hall of famer, who covers the Penguins for DK Pittsburgh Sports, when the Penguins were pouring it on in the third period with an opportunity, as Mike Sullivan would say, to cut into the lead, he said, boy, if the Penguins came out like this, things might be different. What do you mean if the Penguins come out like this, things might be different? They did come out like that. They took a one nothing lead. They took a 2-1 to lead. They took a 3-2 to lead. That's how they came out. They came out. They scored goals. And if you score three goals against the Islanders, you've got to win those games. And the Penguins didn't all series long because the goalie, who must not be named, it didn't matter how many goals the Penguins are going to score tonight. The Islanders were always going to score one more. If the Penguins scored 10 goals, the Isles would have had 11 because he wasn't going to be able to make a save. This series loss is on 3-5, period. And on goaltending in general. I didn't think Ilya Sorokin played his best game in game number six. Not by a long shot. However, he got in the Penguins' heads. How many shots did the Penguins miss Wide tonight? I know they missed 22 wide in game number five. How many did they miss tonight? Because they're picking corners. Because they are spooked by the guy. Goaltending made a world of difference in this series. The guy whose name I'm not going to say, he gave up two goals in regulation against the Islanders in game five. That's not horrendous. But the other guy was on his head, and he out played the dude who gave the puck away in overtime. It's on 3-5, which makes it all the more baffling why a guy that I love, Mike Sullivan, Mr. Opportunity, didn't yank his ass, even though Legacy is not a great player, or a good player for that matter. When the Isles made it 3-3, you could see where this was going. You could see where it was going before that. He calls a timeout after it's 5-3. to three. Well, too little, too late. Not good enough. Everyone who watched the game knew that the Penguins didn't have a chance to win that game if 3-5 played the entire thing. It wasn't going to work. And yes, the Penguins didn't score again from that point forward, but if they had, again, they were still going to lose. There's a million different ways to cut this all up. As for overreacting, we'll see what Brian Burke and Ron Hextall do. Mike Sullivan in his post-game press conference was right in saying the Penguins didn't lose this series because they're too small. Absolutely right about that. They lost it because of 3-5. Duh. I've already said that. But that's a shot across the bow at Brian Burke. And Ron Hextall, who want to see this team get bigger and more physical, and they want some truculence, as they've said, get into the lineup. That's a shot across the bow. No question. Mike Sullivan's not their guy. And you know what? Oh, my God. Mike Sullivan is my guy. Won a cup in 16 and 17 when it looked like the Penguins had no hope after, really, one of the lamest coaches in franchise history, Mike Johnston, got canned. He got the Penguins... Not only into the playoffs this year, but got them first in the division in a year where they were banged up more than just about any team in hockey. He's a hell of a coach. This series is not on him. But the Penguins have scored 30 goals in their last 14 playoff games. The Penguins did not beat a team last year that was the worst playoff team in the history of the league because they were 24th, the Montreal Canadiens. Someone's got to be blamed for that. It's not just goalie. Can't always just be goalie. It can't be Carey Price. It can't always be that. The Islanders swept the Penguins in embarrassing fashion in 2019. You don't win a playoff game with Crosby, with Malkin, with that core? And it just keeps compounding with season after season now, the last three disappointments. Mike Sullivan has had the best run In Pittsburgh Penguins coaching history, the only Penguins coach to win two cups. He will forever have my heart. And I will always remember him as the hero, not the villain. But I said this in 2018 when Evgeny Kuznetsov 
scored on the breakaway to beat the Penguins in Game 6 in OT, that at some point Mike Sullivan will be the villain. You are the hero until you become the villain. Batman. I butchered the quote, but you get it. It's time for the Penguins to make a change. Not his fault they lost the series, but let's just add two and two together. Mike Sullivan thinks that the Penguins can win with speed. The people that the ownership group put in charge don't think the Penguins can win that way anymore, I believe. So a change is likely, I think, to happen. And there's a guy out there that might fit their style, and that's Rick Tockett. And here's another thing. Again, you could blame the goalie. Again, we don't know the injury situation of Crosby or Malkin, apart from knowing that Malkin came back and battled through an injury. But those guys haven't been good enough in the playoffs the last three years. Point blank period. Sidney Crosby blamed himself a whole bunch in the postgame press conference, and for good reason. He missed his assignment on two goals tonight. Didn't get help from the goalie who must not be named, but still, he's the captain. He's one of the best players in the world. He's a top five player of all time. He didn't get it done. As much as I love process, it's also a results-driven industry. And for the last three years, the results have not been there for him. They haven't been there for 71 either. So the Penguins probably need to adjust the style with which they play. And you got to play a more systematic style of hockey. And I'm not sure Mike Sullivan wants to go that direction, and I think the Penguins will ultimately go in another direction. One last thing here before I bring on my goon squad, whom I love, B-Man and Tommy's over there. Don't know why I called them that. What's going on right now? Just shut up. I'm B-Man and Tommy's? What? Look, look, squad? look, listen. What happened there? Listen. I am venting. Dude, he's, he's just going to take people out. I knew driving in here this was going to happen. He's just going to kill us. Any chance. I'm not killing you guys. I just I just use stupid nicknames. Tom especially. Like, Tom, you're in for it. You're going to lash out. I can <laughs> he is, dude. Say something. I dare you. What you, you haven't said anything yet. So you, go ahead. I'll let you finish. I'm you can get to the goon squad. You know what, Tom? Don't say anything to me. Just say it to HR. Okay? <laughs> okay you're going to get abused tonight. Just save it for them. I was going somewhere, but I lost it with uh, T. Manning, <laughs> whatever I called you, Bry Guy. It was B-Man and Tom's, I think it was. Okay, very good. <laughs> Sorry. You okay, man? I mean, oh, yeah. Seriously, I think we should just take like a time out. No, right I know now. where I'm going. Are you sure you're good? No, I know where like, I'm going. Need to breathe or? No, I'm breathing. You're good? I know where to go. All right. I personally don't want to see Malkin or Latango. go. I'd like to see both of those guys wrap their careers up in penguin sweaters because I think both can still play. Uh, Malkin is hurt far too often, though, to be worth $9.5 million. And you could tell me his point production, and whenever he is healthy, that's worth the contract. When the guy's playing 60 games in an 82-game season, and then it's happened a number of times where he's coming back, he's not totally healthy for the playoffs, you don't have your depth down the middle. You, You just don't. That being said, I would keep Malkin around. Chris Letang, I thought, was outstanding. After the first month of this season, it might have been the Penguins' best player in this series, not named Jeff Carter. I wouldn't get rid of either of those guys. But there's a chance it happens. There would not have been a chance it happened with Jim Rutherford. I know that for a fact. Jim Rutherford was not going to trade one of those guys. The new leadership group, maybe they will. And you can tell me that Mario Lemieux... Does not want to see a Yager situation go down with Evgeny Malkin, though it's later in his career. But do you really think Mario Lemieux brings in Brian Burke to tell him no? You really think he brings in Brian Burke to not let Brian Burke make the decisions? Mm, I think it's at least a conversation. And I bet there's a lot of talk this summer, this offseason about 71 getting shipped off. Again, I wouldn't do it. But I believe there's going to be a lot of talk and it might happen. Timeline for that to happen, if it does indeed happen. You think around the NHL draft, or do you think it takes a little bit longer? They go deeper into the offseason, and this is something that happens like right before training camps open next year? No, I think it would be draft. Oh, when is that thing? (laughs) When is that sucker? That's when, yeah, get on your computer there, T-mans or whatever I called you uh, that's when all the assets are thrown or, are being thrown around. Uh, that's when. And huh, this is not going to happen. 
but I think that hypotheticals like this are fun, especially to try to pull me out of the doldrums right now. But <laughs> let's just say, Gino, we love you. Goodbye. You go to Florida. On uh, July 23rd. Yeah, peace out. When the draft starts. Eight town down. Goodbye. Love you, Gino. And again, I'm not saying I would do this or that this has anything to do with reality. But Jack Eichel getting traded. Eh, you get you move Malkin. I think you get at least a first-round pick for him. And you could tell me, oh, there's no way. For... Yeah, you're getting a first-round pick for Malkin. I'm just telling you. You might not think that the value's there with him at his age with a year left on his contract. Eh, team wants to win the Stanley Cup. They want a top two-line center. Come on. Yeah, okay. First-round pick. Now you're $9.5 million free in cap space. Got a first-round pick in this year's draft that you get for him. Got one next year. Jack Eichel. I love it. Except he quit on his team this year. Guy's a punk. Wouldn't do it in a thousand years. Really he, good player. He's but... not quitting on Crosby. In the no, team, so. that team isn't the Pens. It's Buffalo. I mean, it's a minor league team at best, honestly. How it's... many playoff series have they won the last three years? That's exactly right. I don't even think they've even sniffed same the as the, same as the, the Same as the Penguins. Decades. Same as the Penguins. I, I'm not going to die on this hill. I'm not going to argue about this because it's not going to happen. And he almost came at you. He was going to jump. He you. was bad. He was mad. <laughs> I mean, how many playoff series do they want? And you brought up the hypothetical of Jack Eichel. Don't yeah, get mad right. at me for Just buying into it. it. I yeah. bought into your little thing Great. there, and then you got mad at me for buying into it. Well, You're don't like, buy it's it. Never gonna ha- I buy into it. And he's it's like, it's never going to happen. It's a stupid idea. That's it's dumb of you, Tom. I put it'd, be the, ne- it'd be neat if it happened. I put the, the hook out there, and you bit it. And that's what I wanted you to do so that I could jump down your throat. Oh, I was baiting you. It's like when your friend's moving away, and you know you're never going to see him again, so you get in a fight to, to ease the pain. That's what I'm trying to do what? right now. I don't understand that. You got a Riley crowd man tonight. Yeah, I'm fired, I'm fired up. Uh, here's the other thing. I don't know what's going to happen this offseason, but trading Malkin or trading Latang or getting rid of Mike Sullivan, I would only do one of those things, and that's get rid of Mike Sullivan, even though I love the guy. It doesn't mean that the blame has to fall totally on them as a scapegoat. Like when Phil Kessel got moved, it wasn't because the, the failures of the Pittsburgh Penguins were because of Phil Kessel. It was just they thought it was time to move on. And that would be the case now if they were to do something like that. It doesn't mean, oh, they traded Malkin. It's not, Mal- it, it's not Malkin's fault. You see the way he played the last two games? He played well. It wouldn't mean it's his fault. It just means that they think that they could get something in return and make the club better for the rest of the Sidney Crosby era. And that's what we should be calling it, by the way. It's not the Crosby-Malkin era. Much as I love Gino, Conn Smythe winner, point leader in 2017. It's not the Gino era. It's the Crosby era. And I guarantee you the people that are in charge right now feel that way. Maybe not 66, but we'll see. (sighs) Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Look, it's over. It's done. And and I hate being one of those guys where every time the Penguins lose, you say, oh, their window is done. It's closed. Because this team was plenty good enough. You haven't been that guy, though. No, I haven't. Window's always been cracked open. Yeah. This team, though, was plenty good enough to make a lot of noise this postseason. And you can't convince me otherwise just because they lost the series. I mean, as weird as that sounds, it's because it was 35. But at the same time, is Crosby going to be the same Crosby next year? Probably because the guy's a cyborg. But Malkin just continues to miss time with injury. Even if he returns, the roster is going to look different. The reality is there's a lot of good teams in the NHL, and the parity allows there to be different contenders every year. And the way that things are refereed in the playoffs, they take stars away anyhow. Crosby and Malkin ain't getting younger. They're not dominating the playoffs the way they once did. If it's all over, if it's done, it's unequivocally been a success. Does anybody talk about Lemieux's career and go, oh, boy, 96 <laughs> against the Panthers. Shoot, they should have had three. Oh, 93 <laughs> against the Islanders. People bring it up. I mean, those were heartbreaking, particularly 93 when people thought it was the best team in franchise history. But people look at Lemieux's career and they think what could have been in terms of his individual accolades but they still think of him as saving the franchise, and they were still, Penguins fans, so hungry to win something, anything, that two cups was enough. Three in the salary cap era from 2009 till 2016 or 17. It's a hell of an accomplishment. It's the best 
dynasty in the salary cap era, regardless of what happens from here on out. How many fan bases get to say that? Should have had three. Right. (laughs) Should have had one. Right. We should have had that one. That's what most fan bases are doing. You're totally right about that. And the thing, and people don't want to hear this right now because they're all pissed off. But, you know, the Penguins, with some bad goaltending at stretches from 2010 to 2015, and some other problems, too, the roster not being deep enough, although that's not true for all those years, you know, they got robbed probably of having more chances, and Crosby and Malkin being injured the same year in Crosby's head, I mean, they got robbed of more chances. I think that they probably would have won the Cup in 2000 and what was that, 11. I, I think they probably would have. But how many are you supposed to win? How many are you supposed to win? In the NFL, where they say parity is king, Look at the teams that have been winning championships. There's the same handful of them, and then there's the New England Patriots. Really, if you go back a couple of decades, it's the same franchises that have found a way to have success, and then there's the Patriots that are be-all, end-all. The National Hockey League, first of all, hockey is more predicated on luck than anything else, maybe baseball, goaltending, and the league does its darndest to drag stars down. And there's more parity than any of the other major sports. You win three, you did a damn good job. Doesn't mean I'm not bummed out today. Obviously, I am. I've lashed out at both Tom and Brian. I fired Mike Sullivan. Okay, I'm in a bad mood. You traded uh, Malkin, too. Yeah, for Jack Eichel. I did not. That was a hypothetical just to tickle people's testes today. He traded Malkin for the first-round pick that was then flipped for Jack Eichel. We don't want to, you know, get it wrong. Misstate his uh, move. But you're right. You obviously can't be too upset because it's it's nothing but gravy as far as we're concerned as Penguins fans for this Crosby era from this point on. But this one does sting just a little extra hard because, like you they said, had a shot. like you said, that team was a really good team. It was just because he who shall not make save never made a <laughs> save. And that's really what it boiled down to. <sighs> yes. I thought Crowley would like that a lot more than it was. he gave me credit Well, for it's it. also he who shall not make save. I yeah. thought that was a good one. Yeah, I chuckled. It's also there's there's a reality. He's so mad. There's also <laughs> a reality that you you still do need your stars to be successful. Let's see who hoists the cup. But Crosby did not put up the points this series that ultimately would have been needed to overcome the bad goaltending. And you could say that's not on him, and I'd be inclined to agree with you. But at the same time, it's just it wasn't good enough from a point production standpoint. And again, there's all those luck factors in the in the refereeing factors that I already brought up. But he can't dominate the way he used to be able to dominate. I and mean, we saw in the regular season, he's a hell of a 200-foot player. He's top 10 in scoring. He's not McDavid. He's not Austin Matthews in terms of being able to, at any given moment, change a series with a goal. He's just, that's not the player he is right now. Crosby has always been more of a facilitator than anything else. To take obviously nothing away from him, but when Brian Rust and Jake Gensel had the series that they had, you know Crosby's also not going to put up the points too. There's there's a lot of layers here, and there's a lot of new ones. I hope we're parsing through it for you. I don't know how long we've gone in this opening segment. Only like ten minutes. That can't possibly be true. <laughs> no, things move slower when you're angry. Yeah. <laughs> I just won't shut the hell up. Is what's happening here. Stream of consciousness. It is frustrating, though, because tonight's a game that you feel like three should have been enough to get it done. It re- and, it, and it really should have been, except for 3-5. You mm-hmm. don't, if he's not there, tonight's a win. It absolutely is. And then you go back, you got another win there. But the point production is a problem. It's lower. But for this series, it should have been enough. That's you, the point of it all. No, you're absolutely right about that. And the other guy was really good. At times as well. I mean, just think about it. The Penguins had a chance to go up by a couple of goals in game number one of the series. They're on the power play. They had two power plays in game number one that were really, really good. And one of them, Chris Letang at the high point, throws it low. Sidney Crosby tip in play that he scored a million times in his career. And Sorokin gets out with the left pad. And he, he, he robs him. If that puck goes in, they win that game in all likelihood. And if you win that game, you're at least playing a game seven. Here's one thing I don't want to see skate, though. Because, again, I put it all on 3-5. But 
you know, when you lose a playoff series you're supposed to win, I'm going to try to make sure that we talk through the nuance. The Penguins played well enough to win in five of the six games, which should be enough to win the series. They absolutely did not show up when they lost game number four. And the other team's good, too. The Islanders, they went to the Eastern Conference Final last year. They swept the Penguins the year before that. The Islanders were only six points behind the Penguins this year. Fair enough. But to not even show up for that game, it leaves you no margin for error. Just go out there and play the way that you played the rest of the series, and you might still lose. I mean, they lost four of them, right? But at least you give yourself a puncher's chance. And they didn't do that. So I feel like they deserve to be raked over the coals a little bit for that one. Are we doing three segments? I don't know. Three segments. Are we canceling we're people? Only in the first segment right now. Yes, I understand that. That's wow. why I asked if we're doing three because we could just not do three and we could just start canceling folks. I mean, I know you're having a hard time, so I, I, I feel like it's it's your call. Should I do positives? I mean, your name's on the show. I'll so. do a positive. Do you have positives? I do. I have a couple. No, you don't. Crystal Tang was largely great this okay, series, that's that's which is fun. good because he always gets the fodder, and I, I don't think that anybody in their right mind should be able to criticize Crystal Tang for what he put out there this year and this series. But he we're trading be... him. <laughs> we're going to trade him, though. Would you shut up, T-Billies, or whatever I called you? <laughs> it's cool, though, because we're getting the pick. We're Tommy the pick. Ops. We're getting the pick for Jack Eichel. That's right, baby. <laughs> also, Jeff Carter, what a guy, what a legend, what a player, what a hero. I feel like he was let down. Like, that, most of all, that's who was that left down. That is a great point. I feel like they, as a team, let Jeff Carter down. No, 3-5 let him down. 3-5. Well, yeah, it's on 3-5 shoulders, but for sure. he is the one that I feel most bad yeah. for, for sure. Because he came in here like a bat out of hell, ready mm. to become a Pittsburgh legend, and now he's just going to be a fart in the wind. That I, I, got, I got to be honest. I feel worse for me than I feel for Jeff Carter. What? <laughs> you know, Jeff Carter's been invested with this team for like 20 games. Okay, I've been invested with this team my entire life. How many goals have you put in for the pen? Yeah, Less than the goalie that I'm not going to name this series, uh, particularly in overtime of game number five. I don't know. I just feel bad. I feel it's bad kinda for like, Cartsy, too. It's almost like I feel like, bad for him, not as bad as I feel for me, though. That's all I'm saying. If you put it in like an, an analogy like to a war, it's like some guy like running over the hill, attacking the enemy, and yelling, come on, guys! And he's like halfway there, and he turns around. He's the only one in the field. No Nobody came. Do you think he's disappointed? He's like Jon Snow in the Battle of the Bastards. He's like, oh! <laughs> There's Carter out there, dude. Guys! Ex- guys! Except, you know what? Someone with an arrow shot him in the back of the head from behind. (laughs) One of the wildlings that they enlisted to fight with him just shot him in the back of the head. And the person who did it, his initials are TJ. Shoot him right in the back of the head of the arrow. Do you think he's disappointed in retrospect that he had to move from a sunny, beautiful LA to crappy gray? Yes. 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 Except they're going to convince themselves that next year could be better if they get a better goaltender, which it absolutely could be. But this roster might be unrecognizable at that point. And will the roster be as good? Because this roster was good and this team was good. The goaltender just happened to let them down. You know what? You want a real hypothetical? Oh, my God. I do. You're going to kill us if Wait, we get into we're it. We're getting a goalie. We're trading picks for goalies now. Are you going to do a flurry take? No, 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 no. He's too old. Okay. Well, that uh, you're gonna if you think he's too old, you're going to love this because oh, this no. guy's old, too. Oh, no. Did I say this guy's old, too, or did I say this guy's old, Tuka? I was just seeing Tuka's last name is at the top of the free agent heap here. Mm-hmm. And they love that little kid they have behind him now, right, in Boston? I, yes, they do. I'm not worried. <laughs> I'm not worried. I knew, I knew they loved him, Brian. I'm not concern in the slightest about finding the next franchise goaltender what i'm worried about is can you get a guy that can give the team a puncher's chance when they qualify for the postseason the next time around and if you could get Tuka Rask on a couple year deal you know he's a professional and his numbers this year from a save percentage standpoint weren't all that much better than tristan jari but uh, watch what he's doing in the playoffs right now you just need a guy who's solid if the Penguins had a guy who was average in this series, they win. They didn't get a guy who was average. Maybe average intelligence. Are we going to start with those takes? Are we going to start that he's a little dumb? 
he's a tough guy to read, right? I mean, I, I watch all the he's stupid Zoom say, conferences all year long. He just doesn't give you much. That was one of the things about Tristan Jari. He's even ah, keeled. Ah, ah. Ah! Oh, my God. Oh, oh, my, God. oh my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's going to show up oh here. Oh, my God. He is. He's going to shoot me in the back oh of the head with an arrow. Oh, my God. He should not be saved. Jeez, He man. who cannot make a save. That's what we should call him. He who cannot make a save. I did that. You didn't. You butchered the delivery. You shall not make save earlier. And you were like, whatever. You were like looking at, you were like looking at your phone. I no, butchered no, the delivery no, on this one. But no. earlier in the podcast, I delivered it perfectly. And you just sped over it. So much so that I brought it back up to Brian. And I said, I really thought he'd like that. And you just were like, ah, Jeff Carter, trade him for Jack Eichel. See what happened that time as he came up with it. I know. He said the same thing I did. That's he much better he, now. He who shall not make save. And he was like, you know what they should call him? Yeah, he, he who shall not make a save. Ah. No, 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 no. He who cannot make a save. Okay, you butchered well, it again, good. you idiot. <laughs> oh, my God. Hit the thing. God that thing. I thought we were doing one segment. Just hit the... <laughs> no, two segments. Hit the da 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 and then we'll <laughs> <cut> <laughs> the... <laughs> Hit it again because I talked over it. <laughs> the penguins. Penguins. Are we going to do another segment here? They're done. Yeah, this is... We're... Oh, shit. We're not in the segment yet. I'm sorry for taking you guys. Yeah, we're gonna do one. More. We're gonna do one more, oh and we'll God. do cancel. But I got I'm, things to do. I'm sorry mean, for taking you guys out the way I have. What do you mean? You haven't taken us out. <sighs> so Check out B Man and Tom's. That's not you. <laughs> B Man and Tom's. What more do we really even have? To okay, say? wait a second. Here's a here's a number. You know what? Let's start the segment. I got a number on uh, he who cannot make a save. Oh, it's not his name. <laughs> The goalie whose name I will not say. This according to moneypuck.com. Oh. He finished the playoffs with eight more goals allowed than expected. And if you guys think that's bad, you are correct. <laughs> but it's worse. Because it's the worst playoff performance for a goalie hmm. since 2014. Oh, boy. Guys, we're talking about six games where he gave up eight more goals than expected <laughs> six games that's over a goal per game that he shouldn't have given up that he gave up when you're playing a team like the islanders when you're playing anybody in the playoffs it's a razor thin margin for error and this guy's out there playing rec league hockey. I, I don't want to attack him personally. I, like, for real. Like, that, he's having a worse night than I am, marginally, because he hasn't been a Penguins fan for as long as I've been. But, bro, it's, it's not good enough. I talked about that on this podcast. I talked about it when I was filling in for Double M, that if you had faith in that guy coming into the postseason, I don't know what gave you that faith. Because he's been up and down all year. He's shown immaturity at times this year. He's always bounced back. But the playoffs are a different animal. And the other thing, the guy was like a 1980s backup goaltender statistics-wise on the road this year. And, and now you're going into a concrete slab on the island where these guys have been drinking since 1 o'clock in the afternoon because their wives all left them. And if they didn't, they're ugly anyway. And you're just, you're not going to perform. We're really going to do this again? We're just going to keep poking them after all of this time? Tom, they can't do anything else to me. But we're not, they've done it all. That's exactly the point. I never want to say, I want the Islanders in a playoff series. Yeah. I never want to make fun of the Islanders it. again. It's like taking the bite out of the poison apple for the Penguins. Can't do it. It's the bogey team. We're done with the Islanders Wait for a second. from now on. I am not going to entertain ever again a take on a radio show in Pittsburgh saying, I want the Islanders in the playoffs. No, never again. So you're telling me that the penguins are snow white in the islanders or the poison, poison apple, apple. <laughs> not doing that we, we are passed out well, on our ass right now because we took a bite of that poison apple again i'm not doing it man i hate that team. so i guess the, so the penguins just got bill cosby 
Exactly right, Brian. And Damn. they got they got Cosby in seventy five, and they got Cosby in ninety three. I'm done with twenty nineteen. They got and... Cosby in nineteen. It's the poison well, apple. I'm done. You know what? And the other thing is, if you ask Brian Burke, he thinks that it's Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. And he wants the penguins to get bigger. He wants them to get bigger. He want, Jake Gensel is, is is Sleepy the Dwarf. I don't know if we let, can make this joke anymore. We might have to get canceled for that, honestly. Let's Sleepy more Shrek. You can't call them dwarves. You can call them dwarves. You can't call them dwarves anymore. You can't? No. Midgets? No. No. You can't say no. that. Oh. You can't say that. Although Madden for years was calling Crosby's line mates the vanilla midgets. So <laughs> I, I feel like there's some cover there. Although Jake Gensel, I mean, I'm not going to disparage what he's brought to the team. I'm just speaking on behalf of Brian Burke here in this year podcast. Trade Gensel. And, well, okay, we didn't talk about this in the uh, 27 and a half minute first segment or however long it was. But... You know, I, I think it's minutes. it's it's probably yeah. le- that's all it was. Yeah. I think it's probably less likely that Malkin or Latang go than a Gensel or a Rust. Those guys were playoff heroes here. And look, Jake Gensel's a forty goal scorer in an eighty two game season. That's what he's become. Brian Rust has been magical these last couple of years and in the postseason. I'm not advocating this move be made. Again, I'm not. But uh, these are playoff heroes from a time gone by. Brian Burke. Ron, uh, Ron Hextall were not in charge of the Penguins at that time. Uh, they want the Penguins to have finishers, but finishers who have some size, who have some, oh, this word, grit. And, you know, Jake Gensel got his ass beat this series. And I think he's pound for pound as tough as anybody in the NHL being able to take that shiz. But, yo, you think Brian Burke thinks about it the same way? I don't think he does. Are we canceling people this segment? Yeah, yeah we, we, segment we can, you know. But I think I do have a solution where we might be able to save he sh- who shall not be saving the name mm-hmm. guy. Thank you. That Voldemort. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah that guy. Um, remember, was it Holtby who went to the puck psychologist? He was. Who told him, like, be the puck. Be the puck. The mm-hmm. puck does not know that this is the Stanley Club, Cup playoff. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe that's what you need. Maybe you just need, like, a psychologist in there to get in his head. Because I've never seen Yips this bad, man. And clearly, your not numbers since point that out. I mean. Yeah, I mean, your numbers point that out. But, I mean, it's it's just awful, man. It's so far in his head. Like, I don't know, shock therapy, drugs. Prozac, something like to just get him steady. Now we're gonna get not, canceled. That's not natural. Or do we just trade for Holtby? Oh, for God's sake! Why sakes. should we have one guy our... go through the sports psychologist when we could just trade Gensel for Holtby straight well, up? Well, you know who's Boom. getting you know who's getting canned without question uh, is Mike Buckley, Mike the goaltending goal coach. coach. Go, yeah. I mean, they they did not make the wrong move. Seriously, you can't think about these things now. You have to think about them in the time. They didn't make the wrong move getting rid of Flurry. You had to get rid of one of the two goaltenders. Murray was cheaper. He had back-to-back shutouts in the Stanley Cup final. Every general manager in the league makes that move. Tristan Jari had a rough year. He lost his father. I'm not going to disparage him or call him names or anything like that, but the guy has not played well since then. He was a disaster this year in Ottawa, although they had their own problems. They're going to make the playoffs next year, though. Hot take. And Because of Murray. And you have to think... If Matt Murray was the guy that they thought Matt Murray was, then you're in a different position now. But he wound up not being that guy for whatever reasons. Mike Buckley, though, he was his dude. Now Tristan Jari, pedigree guy, won a Calder Cup. This is somebody that is athletic, who has expectations, was an all-star last year, and he had the worst postseason run by an analytic standpoint, use your eyes too, since 2014. So, psychologist, no psychologist, I don't know. But I do know Mike Buckley got to go. Or will go at least. And he probably should go. Not that I'm the one who can sit here and critique the, the goaltending position with a fine-tooth comb like I, I was doing butterflies watching Ken Raggett back in the day. <laughs> but, but you get what I'm saying. Who are we canceling? I am going to, and this is going to sound like sour grapes, but it's not. I am going to cancel National Hockey League officiating. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
it's absolutely not playoff time unless you're canceling an NHL refs. ref. The refs. <laughs> well, you, I knew we didn't talk about somebody who had fault in this. Yeah. Well, you know who doesn't talk about it is a team like the Islanders. Like a team like Nashville. Like teams that are devoid of high-end skill. This is great for them. This is wonderful for them. It's outstanding. Sidney Crosby in this game. I forget what the score is now uh, at the time. It was just prior to the uh, end of the first period wrapping up. So it's 2-2. 2-2. And Sidney Crosby goes to the net, shoots the puck on net. He's in the blue paint. He takes a whack, takes another whack. Of course, there's going to be reciprocation there. But Crosby gets cross-checked once, twice, three times. He's on the ice. Thought he was dead. And <laughs> you did not. Every I thought he was dead. I thought it was over. Oh, he was, did not always think thinks he's, he's dead. dead. <laughs> he was looking over the ground. Crosby's like, "Oh my god, he's dead." He died. They finally killed Sidney Crosby. <laughs> and the blood, not just on the guys who were throwing the cross checks, but of course on NHL officiating, because each and every one of those cross checks is a penalty. And again, it's not why the Penguins lost the series. But think back to game number three when the Islanders just went goon city. And the entire Crosby line winds up in the box, and Jake Gensel gets the extra penalty, even though Crosby literally took a cross-check in the back of the head. You need to let your stars play, and you have to allow your stars to draw penalties. If you look at the top 10 players in points this year, one guy was in the top 55 of drawing penalties. Everyone else was like 200 or worse in penalties drawn per 60 minutes. And those are the guys drawing offense. Those are the guys that the that that the other team is specifically trying to target. And yet they're not drawing penalties. Why? Because the league wants parity. They think parity is the way to make hockey more popular. It's not. And this is beating a dead horse, but we saw it again tonight. It's not why they lost the series, but until the day that I die, as somebody who watches a team that wants to be based on skill. And has since Mario Lemieux, Soissant Cisse, since that guy came in here. The league has done a disservice to players of that ilk, and they continue to do so. Have I petered out? It sounds like I have. Yeah, you're losing steam, buddy. It's okay. But we're canceling NFL officiating? No, nope, NHL. NHL. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, no, we'll, get, we'll get to the NFL too. in a couple months. Well, no, the, N- the NFL that. protects the quarterbacks. They protect offense. The NBA protects stars. They protect offense. They change the rules for offense. The NHL... The opposite. Cancel them, and then you guys. Hi. I'm gonna cancel Steelers beat writers. Mm-hmm. It's I, just, oh, I was gonna cancel. You're gonna them. cancel Steelers beat writers. I was. Oh, we can double both cancel. cancel Steelers beat writers. Double cancel. Nice. First, First ever. History. Yeah, nice. Wow. But yeah, Steelers beat writers, man. I mean, and I'm looking at two of the biggest culprits right now on our wall of media fame here in the studios with Kabali and Lolly because it's just like, <laughs> it's honestly like they root. So wait, are you canceling beat writers? Because it They're, sounds like you're trying to them. skirt around canceling it's them It's more than just those two, but those two are some of the bigger culprits of it. It's just... I don't get it, man. Every time the Penguins do poorly, they can't wait to crack the jokes on Twitter. They can't wait to kind of rub it in people's faces. It's like those people that just hate on things that everybody else universally loves. And it's like, do you not understand the market that you're in right now? Like, you're in Pittsburgh. Like, people who love the Steelers love the Penguins for the most part. I know there's some weirdos out there that hate the Penguins for whatever reason because they're such Steelers fans and they think it takes attention away from the Steelers. But like, Well, I do think, just to interrupt you real quick, I do think, I mean, obviously the Steelers have a larger fan base Worldwide, yeah, football's more popular than hockey. Right, right. Just look at the TV ratings, but deeper history, especially I will, here. I will make the contention. I think this all started. I'll take. I'll take responsibility here because I, I. I feel like I rubbed people the wrong way. But when the Penguins won the Stanley Cup in 2017, I got a lot of hate for this. Yeah. But I tweeted out if if you were born in 1990, which I was, or, or if you've been a hockey fan for the last 30 years, it's been better to be a Pittsburgh Penguins hockey fan than it has been to be a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Okay, and all the people that tell you that you're wrong are the people that were born before 1990. Like, no one who was born after 1990 is going to sit here and tell you you're wrong because you're right. 
Correct. And, and But there's a lot of hatred born from that because the Steelers are the, are the team that, that is the success of this city, right? There's so much pride that this city has in the team to people of a certain generation. You know what? But my They're generation— two good franchises. Okay, Can but, we not all live together in harmony in this town I don't want two li- good franchises? I don't want to live. I don't want to live in harmony. Like, I, what I want to say is what I'm about to say. It's my canceled. Shut up, it's yeah, my it, canceled. Well, my name on the show is—look, I take pride in the Pittsburgh Penguins— I care deeply about this club. It's not like I don't root for the Steelers to be successful, but hockey's my favorite thing. And if you are my age, hockey in this town is the thing. You've seen success, but you've also seen the downs so that whenever you've had the success, there were reasons why it meant something big for you. The team almost left. Like There's something about their story, the Penguins' story, that you know breeds this love for people of a certain generation and that's people like me all right so just to sum it up after crowley went on his soapbox there about how important the penguins are to him and everybody who was born in 1990 steelers beat writers i don't understand why you have to just kick everybody when they're down you don't see penguins beat writers kicking the steelers when they're down no, you don't. No, you they're don't. Steelers fans. Yeah, they, they absolutely <laughs> they are. And, and that's the thing or here. Josh no, Yowie. No. Just, just liking the Penguins, you're not challenging the Steelers in any way. No. It's no, it's You don't have to pick a lane there. The only lane you have to pick is Pittsburgh. And and you're there. you got two awesome teams who have won a lot of championships, and a lot of places don't have that. But it's just... I don't know if it's – I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's attention jealousy or – Well, know I have another theory. Column views or paper sales or whatever the hell goes into it. Before your but theory. But it is. It's like personal. Before your theory, I think it's just awesome that we keep saying how they have two great franchises this time. We have two great franchises this time. No. <laughs> Games about the Pirates Pirates suck. I haven't watched the Pirates game since opening day. It's just awesome. But I think one of the things that they will contend, at least thrown in my direction, is, and there's something to this where they'll say, I'm a lot easier on Sidney Crosby. I'm a lot easier on the Penguins than I am the Steelers. And, you know, it's harder and harder to do that now because they haven't won a playoff series in three years and they lost to freaking the 24th seed last year. Okay, there's criticism that should be thrown around, but I'm also a big picture guy. It's why I've been easier on Mike Tomlin than just about anybody in this town. If you win for a franchise that I care about, that means something, and I just don't throw out the baby with the bathwater, right? Like I'm Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin and Chris Letang, that core, Mike Sullivan, they won championships in 16 and in 17. They haven't missed the playoffs, you know, remove Sullivan from that, but they haven't missed the playoffs if you if it's just Crosby and Malkin since Sidney Crosby's rookie year. Malkin wasn't even there. The two of them together haven't missed the playoffs. So, you know, that means something to me. It doesn't mean you can't be critical of Crosby not having enough points this series. I said that on this podcast. It doesn't mean that you can't be critical of them scoring 30 goals over the last 14 playoff games. You can. But when it's all said and done, Sidney Crosby's a top five hockey player of all time whose sweater is going to be retired. And long after he's gone, they're going to wear his jersey, Malkin's jersey, Latang's jersey, and for good reason. You have to criticize people based on accomplishment as well as their failures. And the Penguins have failed less and succeeded more. So the bar of criticism is going to be a little bit different. Duh. You have to take the nuance into the conversation. It's also a league where there's a lot more parity. And again, the officiating does everything that they can to pull down the stars. So yeah, it's going to be a little bit different. You can criticize the Steelers differently than you can criticize the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's just the reality. All right, so Steelers beat writers double canceled. Very Joe Rokicki esque. It was very nice. Wow, that's a name from the past. Double cancel. I like it. I'm gonna. I might take flack for this, but it's kind of twofold. Honestly, I I hate the start times of the NHL playoffs like they're just awful they never start on time i'm always waiting for it but specifically i'm tired of the national anthem 
Mm. And I'd like to cancel the national anthem at sporting events. But I did not just jump into this take and go, you know what? It'll be fun to go on the show and cancel the national anthem. I'll get people riled up. I don't want to do that. I'm just tired of wasting time with it. So I have a proposal that we cancel the national anthem. But in seven-game series, we only do it once at the beginning. First game. Then it's done. And we're out. So the rest of the series, you cancel the national anthem, and then you don't hear it. And that'll keep those damn weirdos that are, like, draping flags and running up the Capitol off my ass when they hear this. So cancel it. I mean, also because it's a stupid song. Ah, what's a rampart? <laughs> I'll, I'll say this: I ain't canceling the Canadian national anthem, though. Why? Why? Oh, it's great. No, that's a no, lame it's song. Not too. Really? That's a lame song too. How many people do you think in Canada know the United States national anthem? Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll sing the lot. Canadian national anthem for your ass right now. I bet a fair amount of Canadians know the American national anthem. That's probably true. They like, I feel like you got to do more as a country to get a national anthem. Like, I feel like they just wrote one and said, we got it. Can like, we talk <laughs> about Canada for a second? Let's talk about Canada for a second. Thank you for Sidney Crosby, right? Okay, thank right. you. Uh, appreciation. Maple mm-hmm. syrup. Whatever. I could, I could live without maple <laughs> syrup. I'd be, that would be tough to live without. But, I mean, they have a lot more funny people per capita, I think, than the United States of America. Absolutely. Because it's so goddamn cold all the time, and they gotta just gotta, they gotta do something to, to get through humor, it. Yeah. Right, but, you know, how much land do you need for 38 million people? Like, that's a flip ton of land. You think they should share some with us? Well, we don't. Yeah, yes, yes. They should, right? Yes. All the people that marched on the Capitol in <laughs> Canada should, should take them. Canada. Yeah, they just take them. Tom, I believe there's one person yeah, left to cancel. You have to cancel uh, Al Jolson. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, welcome aboard, first of all. What took you so long? And we like to cancel a guy named Al Jolson around here. He's known as the king of blackface yeah. in a lot of circles. But somehow there are mausoleums built to the sky in his honor. That just seems wrong to me. So cancel Al Jolson. Make sure you tweet at Crowley, at Brian, at me. Hashtag cancel Al Jolson. I mean, this is a crappy night. It, it sucks, and there's really one dude to blame for the existence of this night at, at this point, so I feel like we should yeah. at least cancel he who should not save pucks. Should we say he who, cannot, who, he who cannot save pucks. Yeah. Should we save his name? He should save them. Yeah. Should we say his name? Guy who sucks or... at goalie. Should we say his name before we cancel him? No. So, well, we don't want to We can't confusion, say his like... name. We can't. Cancel Jari. All right, hit the music. Who let the dogs out? Jari did. Because he can't stop a damn thing. (laughs) Sorry. The Islanders aren't better than the Penguins. Uh, Beg a differ. And if you feel that way, that's fine. And they would too, I think. I'm sure that they would. (laughs) And I'll probably get slaughtered for the last take I have on the podcast before the next podcast, but... They lost the series for one reason, one reason only, and it's the last guy that we cancel. It sucks. You wear it. This offseason is going to be tumultuous. This era, in all likelihood, over. Shit. Ballcock. They're done. We're done. <laughs>